Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Let me begin with just saying thank you to everybody uh, for Friday night and for being here today and all the people and volunteers who put so much energy and effort into that and uh, it was really appreciated. Thank you very much for doing that and thank you for over the years being so good to us. So you think about, well, what do I talk about for the last, you know, time I'm the pastor here? And um, I've chosen to look at a verse that… Uh, for a while, I never knew existed because I was raised with the idea that you never retire from ministry. And there's a part of that that is true. And I want to talk about that this morning and what is the best thing I can leave with you and what is it that hinders a church from growing? Why do churches die? And there's a key here that I think is, comes into play. And I want to talk to you about the transition of ministry. Numbers chapter 8, verse 23, the Lord also instructed Moses, this is the rule the Levites must follow, they must begin serving in the tabernacle at the age of 25, and they must retire at the age of 50. Now, I missed that by a little bit, (laughs) 20-some years I missed it by. And so, I thought, well, hold it, there is retirement in the Bible. It does happen. After retirement, they may assist their fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle, but they may not officiate in the service. This is how you must assign duties to the Levites. Let me talk about that for just a few moments, and I'm going to be a little shorter today, and um, I know you'll appreciate that. Um, First of all, there is a plan of succession. God has a plan of how things should succeed and what should take place. That plan of succession is mentioned many, many times throughout Scripture. Psalm 78, verse 5. He issued His law to Jacob. He gave instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His command. The principle of succession is simply this. You pass on what you know to the next generation. You don't just look at you and who you are and what you're doing, but there is another generation that is coming up behind you. In fact, it is said that the church is one generation away from extinction to come to that place where we understand that God depends on the next generation and depends on us to help that generation. And God always has another generation ready to step in and continue His work. Always does. Lamentations 5.19, Lord, You remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. 
Now, you just heard my journey to retirement, coming to understand it was time, coming to understand how this is. How do I help the next generation become who they want to be? Because God wants this next generation to succeed. God says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, He says, look, I'm going to build my church and all the gates of hell will not conquer it. Now, as older folks, you might look at this next generation and think, man, it's hopeless. Man, look what's going on. Look at how this is happening. And that's why we need the next generation, because they have a different view of things than you and I do. And he has this generation, and that's his plan, the succession. He says, look, here's how it's going to work throughout history. This generation serves. You serve well, but make sure you pass it on to the next generation. And so there is a plan of succession. Now, that begins with an understanding, and we read it there in that passage, the younger are to step into serving. In other words, we as a church make room for the younger to serve. The younger step up to responsibility to be able to take on the load, to be able to do what's here. And let me talk to the younger people right now. Yes, you're building a career. Yes, you're building a family. Yes, you're establishing life on your own. And I understand you're busy and you're tired, but you have to make room for advancing the kingdom of God your life will benefit from that. You will benefit from serving God by serving others. And the thing was, look, God says, look, in the tabernacle, the younger, here's the age, get them started. Let them have it. Let them do it. Because Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He'll give you everything you need. So you get to step in and do that by being willing to listen to the wisdom of the older. Like it or not, the older do have some experience. Some of it's even good. They do have some things to say. They do have an outlook that needs to be heard. And so I encourage the younger, be willing to step up. Be willing to step in. Be willing to assume responsibility. Be willing to be trained. Be willing to serve God and serve the church. And then we have to secure the truth. Secure the truth. Here's what matters in the church. The gospel, the good news, the Bible does not change. It is the same every day. And no matter how much our world changes, the truth of God's Word never changes. And so you and I have to correctly handle the truth of God. Paul wrote it this way to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that's been entrusted to you. The older will find it much easier to follow 
as long as they know the truth or the message is safe. As long as we know that God's Word is not going to change. We live in a world that's changing, and I think most of us would agree it's not changing for the better. That there's a lot of things going on, but Scripture tells us that, true? And so you and I have to understand that what matters in the church is this, God's Word, His truth, His principles, salvation only through faith in Jesus Christ. Standards that are set that do not change despite what culture wants to change. To hold true to what it says and not water it down and not try to change it and not try to make it easy because the truth is not easy to follow. It's hard. It's difficult. But you and I are responsible to hold God's Word true to what it is and what it says. So, understand there's a plan of succession. That God says, here's how it's going to work. Here's what needs to happen in the church. You want a healthy church? The younger generation is there. The older generation is there. They have to work together, and they have to be willing to pass it on down to the next generation. And they have to do this in a way where the younger are willing to step up and say, okay, it's my turn now. I will invest my life into this. And not say, well, when I get through with raise my kids or I get through doing this or doing that, then I can step in and do more. It's now. It's doing it. It's committing your life to a cause that matters most. And it's all about the truth of God's Word and what it says. So that means for us older, there has to be a willingness to train someone younger to serve in your spot. You see, you have to step aside for them to assume responsibility. You bring someone along with you to help you, to train them, to show them. Jesus spent time training 12 so that when He left, they could carry it on. It's throughout Scripture. And this has nothing to do with age. I've known some old people, hopefully I can be one of them, who are old, but they're still young. And I've known some young people who are young, but they're really old. And I've known some old people who are old, they're really old. <laughs> and cranky and cantankerous and just, oh, opinionated. We love our opinions, don't we? And so you have to be willing to understand, okay, the truth is there, but things change. I mean, when I first started here, you would never stand here without a coat and tie on. And now look at me. <laughs> things have changed. It's okay. The truth is still there, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Funny story. One, uh, my parents uh, lived down here with us. They were going through some health issues, and so we got them down here where we could help them in the last years of their life. And my dad was a pastor. And so uh, he's sitting over here. Church is about to begin. I'm walking by. I say something to him, and I had some notes with me. And he, didn't, he never took the notes. Never. Okay? And he says to me these words. You know, why don't you sometime get rid of those notes 
and get up there and just preach. Because in his day, you moved around a lot. You raised your voice and spit every now and then. <laughs> right? That's the way it was done. And if you're really good, you had a handkerchief. And in his mind, you know, okay, what you're doing is fine, but why don't you just, because I'm not you, the times have changed, but the truth is still there. And we have to allow that to happen. And we're not losing something. We are building something. And God will build His church. He will. But here's a statement. It's not original with me. It's a psychologist friend of mine I know pretty well. If you don't change, you die. To change is to grow. Growth only comes by changing. The younger will do things differently. It's okay. You can sit in your seat and say, well, I'd never do that. And that's fine. You hold on to that, but keep it to yourself and let it go. It's different now, isn't it? The methods never change. The message never does. And the older have to allow that to happen. They have to allow that to take place. To understand that all change is not bad. I mean, think about it. When I was a kid growing up in the church, you would never have a set of drums. You, you might get by with a guitar as long as it wasn't mic'd and it was just a little acoustic thing. And a video wall? Are you kidding me? Who would do that? That's sacrilegious. God's Word never changes, but we do. We stay true to the Word of God, but allow us to stay relevant to the culture that we live in. Now, we want to be relevant as we can, but we also understand by, by staying true to the message, we will not be relevant. We will be out of step. So we understand that but that's what we have to do. And so if you're an older folk, you should have someone around you that as you do what your service here, that you help someone else do it. Don't look at it and don't become, well, it's mine. I've had to correct some people over the last uh, few months because, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's your church. And I go, hold it, stop. It is not my church. It's God's church. He won't build my church. He will build His church. And so I have to come to understand things change. Let's help that and facilitate it as much as we can. Train someone. Help them. And then what it says there in, in this passage is we keep serving faithfully. He, he says, look, you're going to retire at this age, and don't think that age is that number because that's the tabernacle and the temple. Things are different now, and it's a little uh, 
it's not about an age number. It's about a sense of when God is leading me to step aside. It's about a sense of knowing what I'm supposed to do, how I can do it. Do they have the energy to do it? Do I still have the heart to do it? That all that stuff shifts throughout time. And so he says, look, you can't do that anymore. But what you can do is you support those who are doing the other. That's fascinating, isn't it? He, he, he tells them, here's what it says. You know, you keep doing that and you do it, but after retirement, it says, you can assist your fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle. Don't get to officiate the service, but you do that. So I take that as meaning, okay, so after retirement, I get to drive the golf cart. Okay? I'm looking forward to that. I will try to leave my clubs at home, but I'm looking forward to having the golf cart. You know, I get to do some different things around here. It's not, oh well, I'm done. Let them have it. No, that's a horrible attitude. It's, I still get to serve them. I still get to be a part. It's just in a different place, in a different way. So you're still going to see me around. I, I'll be doing things, not every Sunday, but as much as I can. So it's, it's keep supporting, keep encouraging, keep setting an example for them. Anybody can just check out, set somewhere, wherever they want, and cross their arms and cr be critical of everything that's going on. And that's a great way to kill a church. A church is healthy and alive because each generation understands the next generation is important. And I want to do everything I can to help them succeed because I love the church. Christ died for the church. And I will do everything I can to have the church survive. And 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Notice, use them to serve one another. Use them to keep serving. And so, it's time for me to step aside. Don't get to do this anymore, but I still get to do stuff. I still get to support stuff. Pastor Blake, you here? I've told him. He, he's somewhat prepared for this. I don't know where he's at. You coming? So I have chosen to step aside. I've tried to do my part in training someone well, but you know how kids are. <laughs> And now I get to call him my pastor. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the way the church should be. That's how the church maintains its health and its growth. Each generation caring for the next, loving the next, trusting the next believing in them 
and serving them. My charge to you is what Peter wrote, First Peter 5, 2, it's not in your notes. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you're eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care. Lead them by your own good example. And I'm proud of you, what you're doing. So, I'd like to pray for him. Father, I thank you for this man that you brought into my life. I thank you for the privilege I've had of being with him over the next last few years. And Lord, I feel very good about entrusting this to him. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of serving. And I pray that you will help me to continue to serve faithfully. I pray that you'll bless him and his family. I pray that you'll bless this church through his leadership. And God, that he will do great things and honor you every step of the way. Use him now, and I pledge my service to him and to you. May your name be honored, I pray. Amen. Love you. So, would you stand with me? And here, here is my charge to you. It's there in your notes. Visions chapter 3, verse 20. Now all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power, at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus, and here it is, through all generations, forever and ever, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today. We love you. Appreciate you. I got so many words I could say, but just know that how much you're cared for and appreciated all that you've done. Have a great week. Keep being faithful. Okay? God bless you as you go. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.